Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWY. We have twice as much information to give you today. Yes. So we have Angela we have, and Aaron. That is right. We have a packed day, and uh, I really didn't do this intentionally. I'm talking about family businesses. Business is business, no matter what. Both sides of the table. That's both sides <laughs> of the table, and here my brother shows up. So uh, if I you know, get you know gasping for air in the middle of the show, it's probably because he's reaching over and choking me or <laughs> something's going on this there, right? <laughs> but uh, um, no, I, I, it really is an awesome topic. And the reason it got brought to mind, I actually went to this uh, great deal up in Chicago with a company called Colby. And we use them to do a lot of testing for people that we're going to hire. We also use them to uh, be able to help massage our team and make sure that everybody's kind of in the right seat doing the right thing. Uh, because our brains have this conative piece that's inherent. We're born with it. It doesn't change, and it's how we process information. And if you go against that grain, you work on that weakness, no matter what, you're going to be stressed and you're going to struggle with your life. And so interesting thing was she has this book when I'm there, and it says business is business, and it was written by her, and they are a family business. And so I was like, oh, of course, I'm attracted to it. So I pick up the book, and I couldn't set it down. Um, it was a phenomenal book. And what got my most of my attention is the fact that, you know, there's that old saying of shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And how many times do you see a father that wants his son to be exactly like him, but he's never exactly like him, right? right? And how many times do you see a family that wants the family members in the business, but they don't want to be in the business and it never works out, right? And this happens all the time. And yet we kind of ignore it. We refuse to look at it and we know it. I mean, my goodness, God made us all different. We know that, but we refuse to look at it when it comes to our own family. And there's so many emotions attached to that and what's going on there. And why does that work that way, right? So, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got a mom and pop shop, in my opinion, uh, farm, ranch. We see this a lot with farmers and ranchers. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show that, you know, ranchers send their kids off to school. And that's probably the biggest mistake they make because the kids see the world and then they never want to come home. There's got to be a better way, right? Or they get their own ideas on how to do things that, that, that are not dad's way. That's exactly right. Ooh, yeah, they yes. come back and then there's a struggle there's a power struggle and we've been firsthand witness to that several times of what's going on or you know um, somebody wants to turn the ranch into something else because they see it falling apart that second generation does but the first generation refuses to look at it you know there's it can go both ways it's not just always dad's right son's wrong you know it can be flopped so you know and then you have a fortune 500 company when it's a family business it's the same thing. They struggle with the same problems. In fact, uh, in her book, I was reading about, you know, this Fortune 500 company that had these family meetings. And it didn't matter if they were at the bottom of the totem pole in there as a filing clerk, as a family member. If they were a family member, they got to participate in this weekly call. Well, they were treating the business with family preferences, making all the other employees mad. Well, ended up having a coup and they were taken over. 
okay? And I mean, you got to really think about this is the fact of, are you treating your business like a business? Are you mingling family with business? And it's actually hurting your business or hurting your family or both because of that reason. And, you know, I actually, when I was writing this and my mom, everybody knows this, she edits everything I write. And she wrote on here, I don't like this dirty laundry. And I said, well, I've got to say it because it's real. This is, this is the real thing is that we live in a family business, obviously. I got my brother sitting here next to me, uh, my dad, my husband, my mom, my aunt, my cousin-in-law. I mean, they're everywhere, right? And I often catch myself using a nickname making a face when I disapprove of something or simply reacting in that kind of sister-like way or that wife-like way rather than that professional colleague. It happens. And the thing is that it's not only unhealthy for the people around us, those little consequences that occur, you know, it also may demote somebody that I'm actually talking to in someone else's eyes or, you know, that direct family member if it may feel demoted just because I made a family joke in front of the wrong audience, you know, and how often are we actually doing that and not paying attention to it? You know, my mom, and this is probably why she didn't want me to say this, you know, she used to go around the office. My, my nickname's boo boo. Well, she abbreviates that boob. And so she's going around the office yelling this all the time. <laughs> you know, I said, Mom, you got to stop doing that. You just got to stop doing that. So, you know, but you got to think about habits are tough to break. <laughs> habits are tough to break, you know. And Kathy Colby in her book, she talks about using people on a first name basis in a family business. I mean, that's how serious they've gotten about it. And, you know, of course, they not only have theirs, but they have other, you know, family business that they work for. But, you know, the thing is, is if, if you do have family leadership in a company, do you want your team members to see a unified front? Do you want them to see that husband and wife back, you know, room argument occurring in the middle of a a meeting? Or, you know, do you want them to be able to feel secure? Or do they maybe feel unsecure in their future because they see you in an all-out, drag-out family fight? Not a business fight, but a family fight that we all have, right? I mean, those are families. That's what we do. And so you've got to think, Family is family. Business is business. And how do I do both? And when we come back, we've got some great information you don't want to miss about this. And of course, we have our very own CFA here, not to talk about business is business, but those great, fascinating, exciting markets of today's time. It's all coming up right here on KTX KWBY. Segment two right now on KTX KWI Life Planning 101. Angela, you have lots of great information. Yes, this is just a wonderful topic. And, you know, I was it was interesting right when I was coming home from the airport when I got that book. I was listening to Fox Business just to catch up and make sure the world hadn't blown up or anything like that. And President Trump was actually on the radio and he was talking and he was in Montana and he, which was interesting. Um, but so I, so I listened. And so I was sitting there because we do a lot of business in Montana. And he's talking about these state taxes and he's talking about family owned ranches and farmers. So it really got my attention. And then he said something to the fact of, and I thought this was awesome. He said, you know, and, and this is no matter your political view. Okay, we did what we did, talking about the tax bills, so that you can pass your business to your kids without estate taxes, but don't pass it to them if they don't deserve it. Some don't deserve it, he says. Sometimes it's employees or you just need to sell it. And I thought, you know, there's Trump just spilling over his mouth. But I thought, that's so true. Right. Right? 
we think we built this family empire. We have to sell it down the line. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And oftentimes it doesn't need to happen, right? And everybody knows we do a lot of exit plans for business owners. We help them figure out how to sell their business, transfer their business um, in an expected event or in an unexpected event, like a death or a disability. We also do a lot of tax plans with business owners. And I'll tell you where we get stuck the most. It's like we hit just a wall and it takes forever to knock down this wall is when we have an overlap of that family and business because there's an elephant in the room that nobody's willing to talk about and it's really really tough and the thing is is that you've got to remember family is family and business is business because it's going to cost you money time potentially your best employees if you think about it some of your key employees may leave if they're not feeling that they're getting treated right. fairly just because someone else is a family member, right? And how many times do we see that happen, right? Cross relationships. That cross relationships, cost family strife, lose family relationships. We know families today that still don't talk because the elephant room wasn't addressed when it should have been addressed many, 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 many years ago, right? And, you know, that's a sad truth. But the point is we all needed to hear that. If you own a family business and you're really thinking, well, I, this is what I want with it. You know, we just talked about this during the break. Sometimes you're willing to take less money if you just make sure that it goes to the right person or make sure it goes to the right family member. But that's really what you want with right. it. But you also have to remember, and I promise you this, almost every business owner, and I can, I can speak for our team, is I really truly care for the people that work with us. They're like family members just as much as we're like family members. Same here. It, right. And so, you know, when you have those kind of relationships, you don't want to hurt them. And ultimately, you've got to think of all the consequences, you know, not just one or two and how it's going to affect me and my wife or how it's going to affect me and my kids. And that's not what it's about. It's about business. And we forget that we put the two together and you've got to take the two apart. And so, and like I mentioned before the show, there's a flip side to this. And, you know, we talked about the fact that, or before the break, you know, we talked about the fact that we've never seen a, a father and a son that are just alike. Right. And there's a lot of times that kids are willing to do something or they're not willing to do something. They can do something or they can't do something. And it's extremely important to fill those holes. You know, we talked in our business all the time, it's taken three of us to make one a dad. And we laugh about that, but it's true. There's no one of us that is just like dad, nor could we be. And we need each other to be able to excel and move forward. And we're blessed enough that that's what God's given our family is these unique abilities. But if that's not the case, if there's still a missing component, and in case in point, we hired a new team member last week that, you know, we fully intend that she's going to be a catapult to the next level of our company, which means she needs to be treated fairly, you know, if she helps us get to that next level of point or in our company, but she's not a family member, right? right? But we need her. Right. Okay. So how many times does this happen where, you know, you feel like you're just forcing everything, a square peg in a round hole, a square peg in a round hole, and you're miserable. Your children are miserable outside of work, inside work, and it, it doesn't work. It 
doesn't work that way. And you can't make it work that way. Farmers, ranchers, listen. Mom, pop shops, listen. C-Corps, listen. This is so important that you really recognize that business is business. Have your business plan. And it has nothing to do with your family plan. If the family works out that it can it can work together, that's great. If not, great. You know, uh, Kathy Colby also talked another story in her book about a daughter that, you know, the father wanted her to come work in the business so bad, so desperately, and she just she told him no, and it almost ruined their relationship. And it wasn't until he actually went to Colby several years ago and was sharing the story with, with her. And she said, well, let's have you both tested. And when they, you know, tested him out and they realized your daughter never would have been happy taking over a business. She needed to be able to go in and venture out on her own and, you know, succeed on her own, fail on her own, fall on her face. Otherwise, she would have felt a hole in her life. And we forget that sometimes, that even if they are made of the same stuff, can we give them everything that we need to be able to let them have the fulfillment that we've had creating our own legacy, right? That's some big stuff. It is tough decision. So, you know, I think the big thing is here is go out, go out, get that book. We're putting it on our website this week. I've also got a phenomenal article that came out of Ag Business, um, our CPA source that we, we put this in. And it actually was talking about the four superheroes of succession planning. And it was talking about those elephants in the room, the Mr. Immortal, the ones that's going to live his whole life, the doctor, shh, the one that doesn't want to talk about anything, right? The oblivious man, the one that plays, oh, everything will be fine. And the Mr. Reality, right? The one that's trying to hold everything together. And this is a really good article to kind of help you, you know, take a look in the mirror. That business is, or that book is a good book to help you take a look in the mirror, you know, because dad, what he always says is progress starts by telling the truth. And who do we got to tell the truth to first? Ourselves. Ourselves, right? And if you're unwilling to do that, nothing's ever going to change. I hope you're happy because it's not going to change. But if you're willing to do that, you might change not only your life for yourself, but for your family, for your team members and everybody else around you. And it's extremely important that you just take a minute to do that if it's important for you to have a business be business and a family be family when we come back our very own cfa at kennedy financial services you don't want to miss a market report final segment life planning 101 angela yes and uh, i don't want to waste any more time of course we have our very own cfa at kennedy financial services and smart money group aaron kennedy and i tell you what he wrote this phenomenal article. I actually had him on the wrong week. I thought he was coming in next week, but you're going to get to read it in the newsletter coming up and you don't want to miss it. And I'm not going to do any kind of um, spoiler alerts, but he has definitely taken some time to take an overall glance at what's going on with the economy, the world as a whole, all of this crazy stuff happening. And then this market that just seems to be doing nothing. So let us know what's going on with all yeah, that. That's a it's a good description. Market that's doing nothing. You know, if you listen to the media or turn on your TV, anything, the, we are in complete downward spiral. I think I read this morning that that Trump won't turn on the air conditioner in Texas, and you know, we are <laughs> running in triple digits every single day. If you look at what's going on for our companies. You know, we are on track to have 20% earnings growth this quarter. That is huge. You know, small business survey is, we're on for another record high. 
So the, the companies that are driving our entire country are excited about where they're at. Consumer confidence is still way up there. And, you know, if you look at that from an investment standpoint, you would say, why not be in the market? You know, this is a great time. That's not what's happening. We, we have a very multiple personality market right now. It kind of reminds me of 2015 where there's only a certain amount of the things in the market working. You know, 2015, the market would have been negative if it wasn't for five stocks. Fang. You know, the, the Fang, the Fang Facebook, uh, Google, you know, Netflix, you know, just those high flyers. Only th- Those are the only things that push the market in the positive territory. And that's what we're seeing right now as well. Momentum stocks are what's driving the market. And if they weren't there, we'd be negative, you know. And looking at the market and as bad and horrible as it is, you know, we're, we're still mid-single digits, which is pretty good. You know, there's nothing bad about that. Right. But you know what's getting killed is defensive stocks, things that normally that we go to that are safe. You know, we all wash our hair every night, or we should. You know, we should brush our teeth. We still eat breakfast. We turn on our lights. These are things that we have to use every single day, and that's what they, they call them, defensive stocks. Those are just getting hammered. You know? Why is that? Uh, several things, interest rates, most of these companies pay out, uh, dividends. And since interest rates are going up, they're getting penalized. And also they're boring. We're moving into a phase of the market where we are chasing stocks. You know, the big high flyers like the FANG. And that's all the market is really focusing on is the things that's worked not good old-fashioned principles of earnings and profit margins, dividends and payouts. Those are out the window right now. Who cares about that? What was the stock price change last year? That's what's driving the market, which is silly. You know, really is. So from an investment standpoint, if the momentum stocks are really driving the market and defensive stocks are on sale, why not, you know, maybe sell high and buy low? Right. It seems like a good time. You know, and I read, um, and I think this is a fear that's out there because I'm reading more of it. And usually when I read more of it, that usually means that people are reading more of it and it's a real fear. And Money Magazine, I, I subscribe to it. I think it's worthless. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> but, but I subscribe to it because I know that's what people read. The every everyday people read it. And it talked about is this the high of the market or is this the longest bull market in history and it actually had some good points in there that there's contrarians to that belief because of 2011 because of 2015 because of all these different different things that you're talking about because if it wasn't this is the longest bull market in history and we are the long in the tooth and we are chasing momentum and there is a lot of fear out there so you know what as a money manager and as a manager of emotions, what are you doing to be able to help mitigate this if, you know, because we don't have the crystal ball, obviously, right. if we do have a downturn in the market, but still be able to participate if we do have another five years of bull market? That's a great question. Number one, I mean, I'm a big believer in behavioral investing. Supply and demand of stocks is what drives the market. You know, not earnings in the short term, not those profit margins. It's what are people buying and what are people selling. 
So if I think about it that way, I can turn off a lot of my behavioral biases and really concentrate on what is working and what is not working. So if you think about it, uh, you can split down the middle of how you're investing is what is doing really well and then what is really on sale. And right now, this is really working because our momentum's driving our portfolio, and we're able to shave some off and pick up stuff that is on sale. I mean, literally 25 to 30% off right now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is not an endorsement to buy. But if you look at General Mills, you know, that stock is just hammered. And I. I went to Walmart yesterday, and people were still in the cereal aisle. <laughs> you checked? Yeah, you actually walked down there to check, yes, make sure? <laughs> I was in the dairy aisle. People are still still buying that yogurt, you know? And uh, so, so why is it getting hammered that bad? And if you can go and pick up something that you wouldn't have been able to buy for that price in, in five to seven years, you know, why not pick that up? Would you not like to go buy a car uh, at the same price you could have when you were a teenager? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Mean, that, I mean, if you can have that kind of mindset, then it, you can it, be your, really... J.C. Penney's mindset. I mean, yes. you get 30% of J.C. Penney's, you're excited. Yes, you go running towards it, you yeah. know, but right now, you can't. So what I try to do is be able to pick up these sell items, you know, everything that has a blue light special, have the majority of our portfolios still driving the returns you know so we're we always want to be selling high and buying low and as long as you're not too contrarian you know i think contrarian's awesome way to invest but as long as you don't go way out there in spectrum and disassociate your portfolio from the market is what the market is doing you can pick up on these conflicting investment ideas i'm talking momentum and value and still have a great portfolio and and keep buying for the future right and well, hedge the, the hedge the downturn if it yes, is to come yeah. yes if you're buying on sale think about that you are buying for the future it's not today but if we are buying those value stocks we can go out and buy something that's paying us five percent or four and a half like general mills but you can get something that's paying you to wait you know, if you have to wait two years or three years, I'm getting paid more than treasuries. You know, I'm, I'm getting a great income and getting paid to be patient. That's not a bad way to go. No, not at all. Well, that is some very, very good insight, and as always, and greatly appreciate you being on the show with us and taking time to study, write articles, and inform all of our listeners and the advisors that listen to this show. And uh, appreciate that so much and uh, we just want to thank everyone for listening make sure you get on our website this week uh, we have the article a family business is still business the access to Colby Kathy's book business is business and the four superheroes of succession planning on there so make sure you get on there subscribe to our weekly life lessons and you can access all of that information at www.kennedy dash financial.com with that my name is angela robinson here with aaron kennedy from kennedy financial services god bless everyone and have a great week
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.